Hey, you want to split this Subway sandwich? Not it is really. my signature sandwich. I just ate dinner. I'm good, dude. It's called the Danger Witch. Oh, and why? it's dangerously good. Ah, I get it. Be careful, though. It's spicy. Why do you What's say it like that? Yeah, What's wrong guy? with your voice? Not a big spicy guy. You okay? You're really liking that. You ever done anything dangerous? Ski down a black diamond. I haven't texted my girlfriend good morning once. I parked downtown and I didn't pay for it. Mm. Yeah. That is dangerous. Thank you. Yeah. Tell me about it. Right? Pretty ballsy. I've done something like that, too. Like what? Oh, what? Really? Oh, okay. I wouldn't talk about your offense either. One time. Why are you still here? Never mind. That's too dangerous. Oh, dude, okay. are you okay? Anyways, blink twice. A danger witch fell at gunpoint. It's only in the vault. Okay. That's our little secret. <laughs> our, uh, secret what? Uh, our little secret. All right, Russ. Thanks. All right, thanks, Russ. Y'all boys, ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. Got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yee-haw! Did you guys just see Russell Wilson in my kitchen? Yeah, man, that's kind of cool yeah, of him to just drop by. Holding a Subway sandwich. On a, on a Wednesday <laughs> evening. Pretty cringe. That's that that is the most outrageous commercial I've ever seen in my life. Like, is that an actual commercial? Have you guys seen that on TV? I haven't seen it on TV, but it's actually a subway commercial. Like for real. Who's the rapper that like Ciara used to be with or whatever? Future. Is he like holding him hostage or something like that? Like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Go look that video up if you haven't yet. But before you do that, be sure to listen to the rest of this episode. Hello and welcome in to the this league fantasy football podcast it is episode 47 it is the evening of september 28th 2022 i'm your host with the most chris mitchum owner of team Fairlife, with the usual gang tim raider how's it going everybody and the defending champion who wasn't gonna be here but all of a sudden he is because he doesn't understand the basics of dental procedures aaron hunt owner of let russ cook Happy to be here, and uh, just a quick note to everybody. If you're going to get sedated, don't drink water before. <laughs> How are those wisdom teeth feeling? Feeling okay. They're still in there. They're in it's there. A, they're, they're still here. They're in there, dog. Third time's a charm. Got another month before it's scheduled. Oh, gosh. Yeah, didn't you say you like walked into the dentist office with a bottle of water, and they were like, bro. <laughs> yeah, they looked at me as if I had vodka in my water, you know, water bottle, and they were like, Did, what is that? And I'm like, it's water. And they're like, how much have you drank of it? I'm like, about half. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, please say none. They're, they're like, okay. And then they went back and talked to the doctor, and they're like, we can't do surgery today. Oh, yeah, so that's not going to happen. Jeez. And then I was like, shit. Learn, learn from Uncle Aaron, kids. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink water before a major surgery where they knock you unconscious, okay? Let's not do that. Again. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We have a packed show for you this week. Agenda is packed. We have a trade ring. Literally, the second we were done potting last week, there is a fairly large trade with a lot of moving pieces that went down that may or may not have influenced our decisions in the matchups, but it was too late then. Once we say them, they're locked in. So we're going to go over that trade ring, that trade. We got the week three review, of course. We got a standings update first of the year. The power rankings. We are trying out a new segment, the This League Guarantee. 
where we give you the lock of the week that's going to make you some dough. And then, of course, the week for preview. Packed, packed show. But first, before we get into all that, as always, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can find us, find our manager pages, waiver wire moves, trades, up to the second scores, so you can keep up with your favorite teams. That's probably Team Fair Life, because, I mean, come on, come on. We're great over here. But before we get into all of that, guys, general re- three reactions. Hey, hey, Aaron. Colt, go Colts. How about them, baby? We won. Pat Let's Mahomes go. Who? Let's go. And the Bengals, they they played Took football. Took care of business. All right. Man. Yeah. Against Joe Flacco. Yeah. You guys brought him, da- brought him back down to earth. Yeah, I think the Jets were uh, kind of over that right now, ready for Zach Wilson to be back. Flacco was like flirting with like the, oh, my God, is he back to being elite level? He was kind of balling there for a little bit. Shout out to Chris Jones for being a douche. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your service. That's very true. That's and, very true. And Jelani Woods. Yeah, for Dude. all big time all catches. Six foot seven of them. Jeez. Y'all knew that was coming. Yep. <laughs> he is black. Yeah, I am black. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. Well, without further ado, drinks of the wheat time. And guys, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet for you guys. These are my best friends. And my best friends. We eat. Everybody eats. They came over, and we are all drinking peach high noons. Cheers to the squad here. Cheers, cheers. Good little slurpy slurp. Mm. I felt like that was a good one. It was. Yeah, that it was good. Some bad. volatility in your slurpiness there. That's right. All right, we have something to catch up on that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but we remedy that now. Let's enter the trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the This League Trade Ring. If you are new here, here is how it goes down. Two teams executed a trade, which means two teams enter the ring, and one team will leave victorious based on your judges, which are your three podcast hosts. When we take into the account of these trades, we don't just take into account the players, we take into account the agenda of the teams, the goals, and what the hell we think each team was trying to do. So let's get into this one big matchup this week. It's between two folks that probably snuggle together every night. And yes, I'm talking about Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth and Stretch and Super Camario. Aaron, how about you go over the details of this trade? Give us give us the deets. So on Anthony's end, he received Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Jerry Judy, and then a 2023 third-round pick. And then on Stretch's side, he receives Adam Thielen, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I briefly said it at the beginning of the last episode, um, and I'm kind of glad we got to wait till this week to decide it because a lot can change in a fantasy week, and I think a lot changed in the aspects of this trade. So before we get into that, let's get into who we think's win this. As always, we count down to three, and the person who gets the majority of the vote will exit victorious are you ready gentlemen let's do it here we go and three two one stretch okay ladies and gentlemen that is a tko for sir stretch he unanimously wins this trade tim i'll throw it over to you a quick reminder of the trade stretch received thielen henry and Devonte smith anthony received amari cooper zeke jerry judy and a 2023 third round pick yeah anthony i just what are you doing, man? <laughs> like you were two and zero. Oh. Sure, Derrick Henry hadn't gotten it going yet this year. 
this just seemed like a back against the wall, but it really wasn't type overreaction where, sure, you know, Cooper better than Thielen. But that's about it. You know, I'd take Derrick Henry all day over Ezekiel Elliott, and I'd take Devonta Smith all day over Jerry Judy right now, who just has not, he's not been a good NFL player. He hasn't shown it yet. 20 23 third round pick fine like third round picks should not make your roster i'll say that you're you always in, in on that year out they're a dart throw if you hit on one in 10 years you're happy so third round pick whatever um i think this kind of gives stretch a second wind if you will not that you know it's early in the fantasy season you could be zero and three and still win the whole dang thing but he was kind of flirting with do i sell the farm or not and I think getting Derrick Henry, Devonta Smith kind of resets him a little bit where he can be uh, remain competitive. Yeah, this is big for stretch. Can we agree that both of these teams are in win-now mode, you would say? Yeah, I would agree. Okay, yeah, nobody's really trying to stack up draft picks here. So it's I feel like it's rare you see a trade between two teams that are win-now. But I feel like this, t- this trade definitely benefits stretch more in the win-now category. I'm big on the person who wins the trade gets the best piece in the trade. And Derrick Henry is by far and away the best piece in this mm-hmm. trade to me. Um, I mean, you saw it last week. He had a re- revitalization. He's back up 25 points. It's getting cold outside. We know what that means. It's Derrick Henry season. Um, and obviously, Devonta Smith, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the in the, in the the preview, in the review. But um, yeah, I think even last week, I thought Stretch won this barely. But especially after this last week, I think Stretch wins this kind of handily. Yeah, I I agree on the piece about uh, Derrick Henry. He is the best player in this trade, and with Stretch getting him, he's such a stalwart in his lineup and helps out tremendously with some of the lack of production he's been getting from the likes of Alvin Kamara, for example. So I think this squarely puts Stretch back into the playoff hunt, whereas before this trade, I could have seen him on the outside looking in, really fighting on the fringe to try and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he enters the, that group of seven teams in my mind that really is, uh, Ooh. is, is, and we might get into that later. Seven teams. Um, but I, I think there's seven teams that squarely have a chance and three that I really don't think have one. All right. Well, there you have it. Congrats to stretch. He is the winner of this trade according to your judges. And that's going to do it for this week in the trade ring. If you want to be in the trade ring, you know what to do. Take a chance. Be bold. Do a trade. Do that. And that way we can judge you and maybe harass you. I don't know. Sorry, Anthony. This wasn't your week. But if uh, history says anything, we've been wrong on multiple occasions. So how about you try that? How about we get into the week three review? I don't know about you guys, but this week, very low scoring, kind of gross. A lot of gritty wins, and I feel like if you were the favorite with the scoring this week, it didn't really matter. Unless you have Lamar Jackson. Unless you have Lamar Jackson. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, um, yeah, so we we, we went into this week thinking it was going to be a little chalk, not as much last week, but I'd say we have two major upsets. Which ones are those? We will get into those, but first, we are going to start with one, Zach, and cooking up more, coming at 0-2, desperately needing a victory against a resurgent Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes coming in at one and one. 
And what a glorious result <laughs> it was as Zach and Team Coconut More was the only team in the league to not eclipse 100 points, baby. Cue that party music. I got you. Just let me dance in that a little bit. Oh, my arch nemesis. <laughs> oh, my arch Absolutely. nemesis. And when you have to start Corey Davis. Oh, yeah. You might start thinking that that's inevitable, right? <laughs> so keep starting, baby. <laughs> keep it up. You might oh. think that's inevitable. <laughs> oh, I needed that. All right. Now, when we just continue on with just breaking down this matchup, injuries are the story in all seriousness for Zach so far. I will give him the benefit of the doubt that they've been brutal to him, and he has literally no depth, in my opinion, behind his starters. So it makes it tough sledding for him. Uh, Mark Andrews, a, a bright spot every single week for him. He was a beast once again. That's a tight end advantage every week for Zach. Um, even if it's Andrews against Kelsey, I think at this point I'm going to choose Andrews. Cortland Sutton and Brees Hall, they were good, not great. Everyone else was either at their floor for output or just really below average. Uh, Javante Williams, that's frustrating. Still in a timeshare. It's pretty gross. Doesn't get the goal line work. Melvin Gordon, uh, Vultures, TDs. And you just hate to see that if you're Zach, especially given um, – that he was just really looking for Javante to be uh, that big-time playmaker in his life oh, yeah. this year. And then when you look at Hayden's side, Devin Singletary stepped up big for him in this matchup. <laughs> side note, so glad he didn't do this last week when he played me. Uh, nine catches. That's crazy. Um, but when Josh Allen throws it you know, 87 times or however many he did, yeah, you got to think that you know the running backs will get a good amount of that volume just with the checkdowns. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, solid, but nothing spectacular. They got the job done for him. But I got eyes on James Conner and A-Rob for Hayden. Oh, and so not the good kind of this league eye emoji. The, yeah, the bad these kind. are the bad eyes. The bad eyes. Um, <laughs> what will they be when it's all said and done? Because A-Rob, I'm really trying to figure this out. He really hasn't been what we thought he could be in the offseason with this transition to the Rams from the Bears. And then James Conner's just been banged up. So we'll see, you know, if volume is king and he can kind of turn it back around. But nonetheless, Hayden did enough to win in a low-scoring matchup. He won 111-93. to We starting Greg Dorch next week, Hayden, huh? The Dorch! The Dorch! 17 points on the bench. Let's go. Um, no, I don't, I don't know who's covering Zach's matchup next week. Uh, I'm getting real close to touching the... Touching the Mm-hmm. The panic, the the winner go home button. Oh yeah, brother, save, save it for the preview. All right, all right. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. I I know what Zach's gonna say, and I'll and I'll present it on the pod. I'll be on your side here. Well, David Montgomery would have been Khalil Herbert's thirty points on the bench if he wouldn't have gone down. Which there's a case for that, but uh, I mean that's that's tough luck. That's tough luck. I mean. On the bright side, I think if David Montgomery is indeed out this week, you might be wishing that he's out, so you at least have certainty on who to start. Um, that would definitely be a plus for you, but you know, crap happens, unluckiness happens, and unfortunately it had to happen to you this week. I think David Montgomery went out mid-first quarter, so that sucks, and you've got to think if he had even half of Herbert's production, you'd get the dub, but that wasn't the case. Hayden kind of lucked out a little bit, and don't look now, he's 2-1. and one. Look at him go. Yeah, story of Javante Williams for me. Yeah. Zach that was supposed to ride him to the glorious nut. Hot. Oh, yeah. Guess his RB standing right now through three weeks. Javante, Javante Williams. Williams. RB 
27. RB19. RB18. So low-end RB2. Zach, if you ask Zach, he had hopes of a top-five finish. I think everybody did. With Melvin Gordon still splitting carries, and then Mike Boone coming in on third down now. Like, it's just an ugly scenario. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, until Javante is freed, maybe hashtag free Javante, um, I don't think Zach's going to be all that. Yeah. I don't know. So that sucks for Zach. He falls to 0 and 3 in the tough Cadoba division. The only, I'm about to say, not under, only beaten team in the league. Only, only beaten team in the league. We'll say that. And Hayden moves on to 2 and 1. We'll go on to our next matchup. We had Clayton and the Red Rocket at 1 and 1 taking on an undefeated top of the Chipotle division, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And now you saw Clayton was coming in hot. Off of a big dub last week. Now, granted, it was a lukewarm, icky dub, but hey, wins a win, baby. He got on to one and one, and uh, he knew he was coming to this one, going up against one of the early pace setters in the league, and Anthony and Team Uninspired Youths. And now, I told you that there were a couple juicy upsets this week. Um, unfortunately, this one was what was not. Actually, it was the polar opposite. We had the blowout <laughs> of the week. Clayton came back down to earth very quickly as Anthony demolishes, lands, distinguishes the Red Rocket 162 to 118. I know we just bagged on Anthony for the trade that you know we weren't the biggest fan of, but hey, he finished this week as the top scorer of the league. Aaron already mentioned it. But freaking Lamar Jackson, goodness gracious, 47 points. His second straight week with 47 points. Like, that is almost half of what some of us score in a week, which is nuts. I usually get, those are usually Josh Allen numbers, but Lamar Jackson's out here taking names. That has to be fun to see. And then when you combine that with his typical supporting cast that contributed the Cordero Patterson, the late career resurgence continues with 22 points. You had Travis Kelsey and CD get off the schneid and continue to perform the way they expect. And his new toys delivered, you know, virtually right off the bat. Zeke had a very Zeke performance with 14 and a half points. Amari Cooper, he's balling with Jacoby Brissett. When Deshaun Watson comes back, we'll see. And Jerry Judy, you know, it was disappointing. I think he had one good week uh, so far this year. So, you know, the potential's there, but... If that Denver Broncos offense isn't going anywhere, Jerry Judy probably isn't going anywhere. Now, as for Clayton, I mean, we got to give props to Clayton. This wasn't a terrible week for him. He eclipsed 100 points. He eclipsed 115 points. So, hey, good for him. But, um, unfortunately, I think we all knew that, you know, he was just going up against a freight train here. And I say all that because none of his players put up, besides his defense and Austin Hooper, put up under you know, eight points. He had a really solid performance from a lot of people, but he just lacked that talent. He lacked that nitrous to kind of push him above an upper echelon team like Anthony. And I think we all expected that to happen. I think Clayton even expects that to happen. Um, Christian McCaffrey, currently the running back 11. Are we panicked about him? Or is this kind of what you're going to expect the rest of the year? Low end RB1? I'm not panicked. I don't think he's going to finish where he's at right now. He may not be the overall RB1 when it's all said and done at the end of the year, but I think regardless, he's going to finish as an RB1. I think he's got plenty of juice left when you see him tote the rock, and he's getting plenty of touches per game as well. Uh, He looks good. I think it's just a matter of Baker Mayfield and getting him to actually throw McCaffrey the ball. 
for whatever reason, Mayfield has not really had a propensity to throw to him. And potentially that's just game script or game planning. Who knows what it is? But I'd hopefully look for that to, you know, bump up a little bit. Yeah, Baker Mayfield doesn't have a tendency to throw. Yeah. Period. Period. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sound a, a panic alarm a little bit uh, because I think McCaffrey's going to finish right where Rowdy is. Ooh. Running back 9, 10, 11. Like, he's, he'll help someone for fantasy, but he is not finishing top three. He's not finishing top five. Baker just straight up does not throw to running backs, and that trend has continued. And Panthers just aren't good. Yeah, no. It's hard. Like, there's just not a clear path forward for him to be a top five, and he's 26 going on 27. So, yeah, I feel bad for the DJ Moore owner. I mean, yeah, it must be tough. That guy's struggling. DJ Moore is so talented. So much talent in those legs and those young, juicy legs. Ugh. All right, anyway, back to the script. So Anthony remains undefeated. Jeez, Chris, at, get a room. <laughs> sorry, it's DJ Moore's juicy thighs. Um, yes, Anthony remains undefeated at 3-0. and We had one other undefeated team coming into the week. Will that remain the same? We got to sit around and find out. We'll see, but we're going to move on to the next matchup. And, of course, I am talking about, once I get the notes on a good portion of my screen, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and let Russ Cook coming in at one and one, taking on an O and two, fighting for his life, Don and Team Don Perignon. Yeah, and Sleeper has this projected to be quite a blowout in Aaron's favor. Mm-hmm. Turned out to not be <laughs> the case. Aaron had to sweat out a victory, one twenty three to one hundred and twenty. Don within about three points right there. Um, and that's going to be in large part to Tyreek Hill getting a solid five points. What 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 happened? Yeah. Hey, what happened? <laughs> so <laughs> that happened. Um, before you know, before I even continue, I got to say, congrats to Kyle Pitts for catching more than two passes. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How about Kyle? We'll clap it up for that Kyle Pitts. So good. Yep. Kyle yep. Pitts. Five for eighty-two, I think. Wow. Yeah. So Kyle Pitts <laughs> looked solid. You know, he you might be able to. Maybe, maybe, maybe throw him back in there. We'll I see. Have, I have him in there right now. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is back. He, you know, he got nine touches of in the game. So you know, you got to ease him back into it a little bit. But another bright spot for the future of Aaron and let Russ cook. Trevor Lawrence looks. Good. I'm talking about your bench a lot here. So you know, there's not a lot to talk about during uh, for the points section right. because Amon Ross St. Brown got injured. Uh, T. Higgins was solid with 14. Zach Ertz, 10. Um, Eckler, 13. Guess how many carries Austin Eckler had in this game? I think five or four. Four? He had four I carries. Loved, I'm sorry. Yeah, four <laughs> Austin Eckler had four carries. Yeah, Granted, not, it was kind of a great. gross game from the start to against, you know, the yeah, I gave him the eyes last week that for the team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I kind of was saying, you know, I didn't expect, I said I didn't expect them to win, yeah, but, but I was kind of thinking they might ran keep train close. on the Chargers. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. At, so, in LA. I was like, oh my God. So not a whole lot of project, uh, pr- production. Um, but that being said, Tyreek Hill is the only one under 10 points. So just a solid overall 123. Odds are most weeks that'll put you in for a win or at least be competitive. Don on the other side. Miles Sanders kind of with a dud. He had 16 touches and only five points. Brandon Cooks has been kind of trending downwards. Mm. Um, only two catches for 22 yards. 
bright side for him is Marquise Hollywood. Hollywood Brown had 17 targets. That's a lot of targets. That's a lot of targets. Not even that big of a guy either. <laughs> 14 catches. Yeah. Know. 14 for 140. Even Juju finally uh, did a little bit of something, getting you 14 points. So Don able to keep it close. Um, did you know? I don't. Did, we didn't actually like set a lineup against him, did we? Last we week? did not. But no. I, I was looking at it and I was like, that's. I, I probably would have benched Juju for like Damian Harris, which wouldn't, wouldn't have been the right choice. Just being honest. Yeah. But yeah. No. I mean, you got to start Chris Olave going forward, right? Yeah, I think so. Ball I, th- I think he's a must start. All right. And I mean, two, he looks like a stud. Two quick hits for Aaron before we move on. Number one, panic scale, one to 10, 10 being freaking out, one being fine. Austin Eckler, go. Seven. Seven. That's about, I think that's where I'm about right. That's where I'm at. And uh, second question, is it time? Is it a new dawn? Are you letting sunshine and his blonde, flowy sunshine. hair caress the top of your sunshine. lineup? Is it Trevor Lawrence season finally for Let Russ Cook? I think it is. Oh, baby! Yeah. I think it is. It's happening. And I'm, I honestly, I go back all the time. I'm like, oh, I regret not drafting Javante and drafting Trevor over it. Man, I'm kind of starting to think differently about that now, especially how Russ looks. Whew. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Let, let Trevor bake. Let Trevor. Let Trevor dance, baby. Saute. Ooh, dance. dance. I let like Trevor that. Dance. All right. Do name inbound. We'll see. I like that. I'm looking forward to seeing Trevor Lawrence actually in a starting lineup. You know, I think, I mean, this is coming from somebody who's a fan of a team in the AFC South, but I'm excited to see how he plays. I, he's looked good the past couple weeks. That should be interesting to see. So Aaron, of course, gets the win over Don, goes to 2-1 and one as Don falls to 0-3. Oh and three. I said Zach was the only totally defeated team. I forgot about old Donnie there. He joins you at the bottom of the Chipotle, or sorry, He's at the rock bottom of Chipotle Division. Zach is at the rock bottom of Cadoba Division. Let's move on to our next game. I said there were two juicy upsets, and we only have two matchups left. So you know what that means. We had Steven and Mount Passmore at 1-1 one and one, taking on Cadoba Rival Stretch and Super Camario at 1-1. One and one. And like I said, two 1-1 one one teams, but coming into this one, they were on very different sides of the power ranking spectrum either. Remember... Steven came into this one at number two, and uh, Stretch came into this one at number seven. And we all chose Steven <laughs> in the pickums, but Stretch came in and said, yo, hey, hold your horses, put some respect on my name, because he earned a gritty 118 to 107 victory over Steven and Mount Passmore that takes him to two and one. And Steven, despite being the highest scorer in the league as of now, Moves to one and two. And uh, I mean, he, I think the stretch did exact, the stretch, the trade did exactly what stretch wanted, right? It's hard to imagine him winning this matchup without his two new cornerstones and King Henry and Adam Thielen. They were both the two highest scores on his team, both acquired from that trade. And, uh, you know, whoever told you to start Tyler Lockett over, over Josh Jacobs, I mean, he should give that guy a raise or a hug or something because. That was a good call. Whoever that is, you know. You know, if you know out there. Um, but this is weird because do you guys remember Stretch ever winning a matchup where Kamara and Murray both just duke it on themselves? Like, usually Stretch's calling card is like Murray, Kamara carries the team and he somehow wins. Like, both of them, Kamara had six, Murray had 12. 
Like, hey, good for you that he had other teammates show up. It's not 2020 anymore. That's right. And he had to do it without Mike Evans, who was suspended on the bench. And I mentioned it earlier, Devonta Smith with a 30-point bomb on the bench. Um, he looks like the real deal. He looks really good. And um, I think that stretch can really lean his side if he continues to do that and Jerry Judy continues to drop wide-open touchdowns. So... We'll see. And while I just talked up Stretch's new look team, I would be amiss to say that I don't think Stretch so much won this matchup versus Steven probably lost it. I said it last week when he put up 192 that is he going to put up 192 every week? No. But do I think he has the depth to put up 130, 120 a week? Yeah, I do. So the fact that he scored 107 points is very questionable. And maybe for the first time in Mount Passmore history, all four of his QB options were booty. I mean, one of them, like, assault women. And then the other two didn't even put up 15 points. Or, sorry, 17 points. Brady put up 16. So it's like, man, you had four options, and none of them got it done for you. Um, so that's surprising. Whenever you have a hole in your quarterback, it's hard to win any matchup. And you have Mike, you had Stephon Diggs just, what, what did I say? You have a hole in your quarterback? Yeah, it's hard to win when you have a hole in your quarterback. Hole's a hole. It is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I mean, Stephon Diggs didn't live up to his standards, and the Michael twins, Michael Thomas and Mike Williams, were not good. And I think my little preview here, um, Stretch might be starting his little Jag bros here going forward. Or sorry, Stephen might be doing that with um, uh, who is it? Christian Kirk and James Robinson going forward. So that'll be interesting. So at the end of the day, I think Stretch caught Stephen on a bad day. And he really took up. He really took advantage. Uh, no way Steven puts up less than 120 on a regular basis. But we say it all the time: wins a win, baby. Stretch moves to two and one, while Steven, highest score, moves to one and two. Unlucky. Yeah, it's just fantasy football for you. Any given week, anybody can go down. Upsets happen. Uh, yeah, James Robinson, RB three. Christian Kirk, oh wide receiver God. six. Oh my God, these I Jags! I don't believe they've made his starting lineup yet this year. So, yeah, we'll see in the preview if they're in there because uh, he has a must-win matchup next week against a powerhouse of the league. I'm talking about me, I'm not a powerhouse, but I play Steven next week anyway. Yeah, with Steven's team, I, I'm not worried at all. Honestly, I think that this just is an op- an anomaly week for him. I think you throw it out. He had Justin Herbert who. It was playing through a fractured rib cartilage injury. I mean, that's Uh-oh. that's just difficult to deal with. And then Michael Thomas is injured. Mike Williams is already pretty volatile, so he'll have those games where he goes for 30-plus, and then he'll have games like last week. So I'm not worried really at all. Uh, I think he bounces right back this coming week. Yeah, we will see. He's going to need him. So, again, that was your result. We have one matchup remaining and you guys know what that means with a new tune and we have your game of the week between tim and chris and this game albeit low scoring was an absolute pleasure come on come on come on come on jalen hurts soared to his usual heights with a 33 point bomb to match josh allen's 27 point performance and then follow that up with Jup. I mean, John. I mean, DeAndre. <laughs> I mean, Joe Mix. Tim, where is your team? <laughs> are they hiding? I can't find them anywhere. 
But of all people, DK Metcalf shows up and yeah. proves that of he all is people. in fact alive after allegedly being sentenced to fantasy purgatory with a nice 17-point performance in the San Francisco 49ers defense. Ooh. Got 11 points against Let Russ Microwave and the Broncos, <laughs> who are cheeks on offense. They are booty cheeks. Now, Russ, let me ask you a question. Is it spicy? No, it's not. <laughs> it's like Hackett is copying down Madden plays for offensive schemes and telling his guys to run them with zero practice time. Absolutely abysmal for Chris, the hometown hero that is Michael Pittman. Let's go! Is also go. not dead and scored 15 points in a Colts dub that Tim witnessed in person. Colts, followed Colts. by Gabe. I mean, DJ Mo. I mean, not. <laughs> I mean, Rashad. Chris, your team didn't show up either. <laughs> but you know who did on Monday Night Football? That's right. Saquon's <laughs> thighs, baby. Getting a cool 22.6 points to launch Chris into victory and snap the undefeated record of the Mixon administration. Woo! You win who you win, and it looked but ugly for a game of the week. But exciting nonetheless. Your final score, Tim 110 to Chris is victorious. That might be the best game of the week we've I, ever had. I, I was about to say, I relinquish all future game of the week. That Aaron, was awesome. You are hired. You're hired, my guy. You've got this to going forward. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I'm glad. That was glad. amazing. Like it had feedback. excitement and analysis. Yeah, that was awesome. And the hard knock theme Woo. just took it to the next level. <laughs> I was getting ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> I got us ready for game time, baby. <laughs> that oh, is man. awesome. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you heard it. But uh yeah, I beat Tim 117, 110. Uh Tim falls two and one, no longer undefeated. I move up to two and one. And that Kadoba division, as you would expect, is staying juicy. Quick notes from this matchup. I mean, I think I was down 15, 16. Yeah, somewhere somewhere around there. Heading into Monday night football. Um, and Saquon with that 30-yard sprint, that was the only exciting offensive play of the whole game. I looked really hot, too. That was good. That's yeah. burst his back. Oh, God. I was sending uh, Tim Saquon highlights all day Monday, just throughout the day, just peppering him with little highlights of what he could, what he could expect. Um, that was fun. But obviously, Tim, you didn't have the worst Monday night. You made some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Hot, you know, a tip for everyone at home, you know, always be hedging. You know, Saquon was there, he was gonna ruin my week, um, cause me to not be undefeated anymore. So, what do I do naturally? Put <laughs> naturally. some money on Saquon to score first, which he did. Cool, couple hundred bucks off of that. Um, couple little parlays with Saquon and Zeke scoring in yards. Nice couple hundred bucks off of that. Why not? So, you know, in the grand scheme of things. It could have been worse, um, but right now I'm in a position that I this is I hate with fantasy football my my teams and everything that's <laughs> going on is I have an inverse relationship where my team wins in fantasy the Bengals lose and when the Bengals have won I <laughs> lost that really so does it's, suck. it's one of those things you know I I have zero control over it's nothing I should be worrying about or trying to like you know play around in my head with but it's one of the, it's, it's right in front of me so it's hard to be like okay well if i had to pick this week which one would i prefer because apparently i can only have one i genuinely think that i'm in a worse mood when i lose in fantasy than when the colts lose 
I genuinely think that. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, damn, life it's sucks. to that point. We made this league so competitive. Yeah. I know. Life sucks. It sucks. Everything sucks. So uh, my Sunday was great. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, if, if, I, if I've, I said last episode, if I'm within like 15 on Monday night, I, we're, we're bringing this home. Saquon's bringing it home. And the fact that he did. Um, also, final note of this game, DJ Moore sucks. No, I'm sorry. He doesn't suck. He doesn't suck. Um, but anybody want to guess what uh, rating DJ Moore is right now? Wide receiver rank? <laughs> Wide receiver 60. If I had to guess, I have not watched a ton of the Panthers. I know Baker's not slinging it, but he's talented. So mid 40s. He is wide receiver 61. <laughs> Almost on the dot, baby. All right, not 40s. Oh, okay. man. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, Baker, get out of the league, bro. Get out of here. Nobody wants no you. No kidding. Put Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold in. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah. DJ Moore was at least like wide receiver 24 whenever Sam Darnold's in. Jeez. Give me something, man. All right. Well, there you have it. That is your week three review. Two juicy upsets and a big shakeup in the league. Uh, how about a quick first ever standings update for you this year? As the as the gods would have it, at the top of the Chipotle division, we have Anthony at three and one, but we have two dogs on his tail. Let Russ cook it. Aaron at two and one and Hayden at two and one. And we have Clayton and Don rounding out at four and five in Chipotle division. And then in the Cadoba division, we have Tim. We have your boy. We have Stretch all at two and one. And we have this just tells you the Cadoba division right here. The highest scorer in the league. It's Steven at fourth at one and two. And then uh, we have Zach at 0 and 3 rounding out yeah. the Cadoba division. If the playoffs were to start today. Anthony would be your one oh seed. God, we're doing this already. Anthony would be your one seed. <laughs> Tim would be your two, and then your three seed would be Aaron at points scored. Your four seed would be Hayden for points scored, and then your boy and Stretch would round out the five and six seeds based on record. Chris, it's week four. I, I, I can't dream. I'm in the playoffs <laughs> right now, baby. Wow. Mount Passmore that, that, that would be came out, out of the playoffs. Mount Passmore would be out of the playoffs. Man. Highest score. Yeah, if only the playoffs started in week four, man. Yeah, I know. You never know. I'm just saying. A man can't A man can't dream. A man can't hope. Sure. All right. Well, there sure. is your week three review. How about we get into some power rankings? Oh, wait. Let's ride drop. Broncos country. Let's ride. Can we make the transition to the... It's spicy. Just it's for the spicy. power rankings, when we get into Ooh. the power rankings, it's spicy. It's spicy. All right. I All like right. It. Well, I'll take it over from here. We had some movement in the week three power rankings. I like to move As, it, move it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jam. Banger right there. Number 10, the Red Rocket. Like, should I even Bullshit. say number 10 I did anymore? not have him at 10 this week. Like, I think at this point, we should just start with nine and up. <laughs> we, ha- we have two 0 and 3 teams. How are how is one of them not at the bottom? Because one of them is number nine, and that would be down a spot. Zach cooking up more. I'm just saying. I'm oh, putting, how the mighty fall. I'm putting the team at tenth, who is the lowest scorer in the league in zero and three. And how that's the Zach. mighty fall. It'll fall. Clayton, I'm fighting for you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened, and then the other zero and three team in the eighth spot in the power rankings up one due to Zach falling. From the high heavens, <laughs> Don and Team Don Perignon. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get to where you know it's actually good and yep, the real yep, the yep. real teams are here. You know, 
Uh, seven, staying the same from last week, is Stretch and Super Camario. Big win, big trade. Man, y'all we're, tripping we're not, this week. We're not feeling it just yet. He, he lucked into the fact that Steven had a dead week. But we so, all agree that his team got better and he won. Yeah, so he could stay right where he is in the power rankings. Man. This, if he would have won convincingly. This is like the second time a defended stretch this, this show. Is this the, feels this weird. Is the, this week, uh, our power rankings have the most differences that we've had all year so far. You say, know, everyone's fight. got some different opinions. <laughs> so, Number six. Staying the same from last week. Hayden in Country Roads take Mahomes. Top five. We have number five. Also staying the same from last week after a big dub. Chris and Team Fairlife. Eat the dubs. Number four. <laughs> down, down a spot in number four is Aaron and let Russ cook. Down a spot. Down a spot. And that's oh, going to be a theme sense. here for a couple more, actually. Down a spot to number three is Mount Passmore and Steven. Oh. One and two, Steven. Number three in the power. You know, why is it, why is it stretch up there, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why is Steven so high? I, I, I didn't put Steven <laughs> high, but yeah. <laughs> it's the power rankings, baby. We're, we're seeing the future. We're not stuck to the present and the past. Number two, I will slide down one spot. Mix it administration. Down one to number two. And jumping everybody. Holy cow. It's an impressive, impressive jump, but also unanimous among the three of us. Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. This might be the first time he's at number one. Clap it up. Hey, go, Anthony, baby. Way to go. Yeah, so congrats. That is Clayton 10, Zach Cooking Up More 9, Team Don Perignon 8, Super Camario 7, Country Roads Take Them Home 6. Team Fairlife 5, Let Russ Cook 4, Mount Passmore 3, The Mixed Administration 2, and Team Uninspired Youth, number one in the week three power rankings. All right, who's ready for the uh, annual Anthony slide once he gets one injury? <laughs> Wee! Here we go! Especially since he's my division. Yeah. All right, well, there you have it. There's your power rankings. We got something a little new for you guys we're going to try out. Let's get into the This League Guarantee. Broncos country. Let's ride. So we figured we'd be nice to you guys. You know, we're like, what can we do to really help the listeners of this podcast that would help them in their daily lives, you know? And I know we all can use a little bit more, you know, pockets, pocket change, you know, find a little dollar in your in your couch, what do you want to do with that? Well, we have three bets that give you the This League guarantee. Lock them in. Put your savings on them. I feel like I should be like saying some disclaimer that we actually don't guarantee these and blah, 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 all the legalese. <laughs> um, but I, we're going to give you three bets that you can actually bet on in the NFL that will make you money this week. I'm going to first throw it over to Aaron. You saw all the games. You saw all the spreads. You saw all the over-unders. What caught your eye, Aaron? Yeah, so for me, my bet lock of the week, now granted, it is a low point total, I will give you that, but I'm going under on the 46 total points given in Vegas for the Broncos versus Raiders game. Now listen, I have some arguments to back it up. The Broncos offense blows based off of... (laughs) Blows. (laughs) Based off of the eye test. And won't figure it out in a week against albeit a vulnerable Raiders defense. 
the Raiders offense, first off, anointed Mac Hollins as their wide receiver one because that's really smart. Stud. So they're not going to score either. So two struggling offenses. And one this note is actually very interesting. I think it's the first one to 20 points wins in this contest because the Broncos are the only team in the NFL through three weeks to not exceed 20 points in a game. Huh. The Broncos? The Broncos. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. (laughs) Broncos country, let's ride. Spicy. Have not exceeded 20 points in a game. And they have the worst red zone scoring percentage in the NFL. They're dead last at 14%. And second place is Seattle at 25%. Oh, no. They're 11% difference between the 31st and 32nd ranked teams in red zone scoring percentage. That's really bad, guys. That's terrible. That's awful. So I think with all of those into consideration, could be a pretty low-scoring game for this AFC West matchup. AFC West was supposed to be the 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 division of quarterbacks and offense. The gauntlet. And now, I mean, even... A, a, what was the point total? 40? 46. 46. I mean, that's fairly high. But yeah, I feel like that under is going to hit. You made a lot of good points. Broncos just can't score points. But the fact that all of their games have been so low-scoring... I think it shows you they got a good defense to back it up as well. And can Derek Carr and Matt Collins take on that defense? Yeah, yeah who cares about Devontae Adams, I guess. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Tim, we'll throw it over to you, man. The next bet lock that people are going to throw in their this league parlays. What do we got? That's going to be just a gut check from me. I do not have the analysis or the points to back this first <laughs> one up. Uh, I'm going to give you my bet lock on, like, you know, over under spread money line. Cowboys minus three. They're at home against the Commanders, who just got wrecked by the Eagles. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz sucks. You know what? Yep. Um, and so the Cowboys at only minus three, that seems like a lock. Imagine rostering Carson Wentz. <laughs> Actually, imagine <laughs> rostering Carson Wentz and dropping like 25 fat bombs. Yep, give it to me. Goodness Woo. gracious. Panic <laughs> mode. Especially when you have Trevor <laughs> Panic Lawrence mode, on that's your team. Me. Oh, saying, yes, that's me. And then my bonus bet. So this is going to be my first scorer Is this bet. a lock? This is going to be a lock going Whoa. forward. Every week, I'm going to track the data. I'm going to run the numbers. I'm going to keep it keep it tight. Um, and this week, our first scorer bet to do is going to be tight end Robert Tunyon. Green okay. Bay Packers. Proud member of Team Fair Life. A couple times this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At home against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots have only scored first one out of their three games. The Packers, two. And I just don't necessarily see a scenario where the Patriots score an offensive or defensive touchdown in this game, period. So a safe bet is a Green Bay Packers player. And I'm going to go with Robert Tunyon, who seems to be heating up a little bit um, as my first scorer bet of the week. I like it. I like it. I can see that, too. Just feel They play like an afternoon game. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Just... You're on red zone. Oh, touchdown Packers. Oh, is it Aaron Jones, uh, A.J. Dillon, Romeo Dobbs? That's hot. Robert Tunyon. It's like, he's back. Okay, and that's whatever. But yeah, no, I like that. All right, guys, my mortal undefeated this league lock guarantee of the week is. <laughs> this is funny because you know we know on this pod. Colt, go Colts. Titans plus three versus the Colts is an easy money lock. I would... The, the fact that this is a guarantee, I'm not going to take Titans' money line, but I would. 
I would take Titans money line, but because this is a guarantee, no way the Colts are beating the Titans by more than three points. Check out the results of the last five times the Colts and Titans have played. Colts lost in overtime by three. Colts lost by nine. Colts lost by 21 points. Colts <laughs> win by four points. Colts lost by 14 points. Like, the Titans have just had our number over the past two, three years. We can't beat them home or away. And you're telling me this Colts team is better than those Colts teams that tried to stop Derrick Henry, which, in our defense, we've done a good job. But um, I feel like just uh, why is the head coach of the Titans slipping my hey, slipping my name? Vrabel. Mike Vrabel has just made Frank Reich his little you-know-what. And uh, the fact that we are favored, I mean, we are absolutely going to have a hangover from the Chiefs win. I said Colts money line last week because the Colts just are known for getting up for these games and beating teams. It was the home opener. Energy was wild. The Chiefs made a ton of mistakes. So I think Vegas is kind of using that win probably a little more than they should of hitting us a minus three. I think that's a little much. I think Titans plus three. It's an AFC South division rival. These games are always close unless, as you've seen, the Titans blow us out. So it's either a blowout or, you know, the Colts win by one or two, and you'll be protected by the minus three. So that is my lock of the week. Go ahead and make a parlay, guys, and enjoy the money. We are now going to get into the week four preview. I'm not going to do a drop because I feel like we've had a lot of drops. I like the spicy idea. I like the spicy idea. I think I'm going to put that in. We're going to head into week four we have a lot of good matchups for you this week. We are going to start with, I mean, I will I will allow you to initiate it. But we were talking about Zach and cooking up more at 0-3, taking on Stretch, a new look Stretch, and Super Camario coming into this one at 2-1. That is Bitter Division Rivals. That it is. Projected to be about a 50-50 toss-up for the sleeper databases. They can't make up their minds. And Zach being 0-3. Division game. Come on. Winner go home. Let's go. We got a winner go home game. If Zach starts 0-4, I know he rattled off, what, eight last year in a row. I know. It, it, I mean, maybe it's almost identical. Like, I'm going to have to go back and look and report <laughs> back. But because that, that scares me a it little can't bit. happen again. But I mean, stretch with, you know, the Derrick Henry, Devonta Smith's in the lineup. Debo Samuel is getting um, Garoppolo. That's the quarterback's name. He's he's going to be back in the rhythm a little bit. Sexy so, man. look to see Debo Samuel kind of improve from what he's been doing. The worst, you know, the downside for Stretch's roster is. That Camara is kind of questionable still. Um, didn't look super hot, kind of banged up. And just the fact that Derrick Henry, Colts, Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, I mean, a couple of guys that you're not like pumped about. Um, let's go Zach's side of things. We have a pretty, pretty Important piece for him yeah, at running he's back. He's got some interesting lineup decisions to make. Alexander Madison currently slated in there. Dalvin Cook is questionable. It sounded like last I heard he was going to try to play through it with the shoulder sling. Um, if he does, I still think you play Madison because he's going to be on a touch uh, limit. And then Keenan Allen currently in the lineup coming off a hamstring injury. When he's right, you're going to play him every week. But, you know, he's been out for a couple. Justin Herbert is banged up 
Granted, Houston's not that formidable of an opponent, but it's just one of those where coming off an injury, you'd like to be able to see it more than you have to play it. Cortland Sutton's got a good matchup against the Raiders defense. And then, of course, Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews. That Buffalo Ravens game is going to be high-powered, high-flying, high-scoring. So Mark Andrews could get you know come out with another 20, 30-pointer. Brees Hall at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh cannot stop the run to save their life. So that's another juicy one. Um, and so all of that to be said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say Zach gets it done and moves to one and three, and stretch will fall to two and two. He gets off the schneid, huh? I think he does. I, I think his guys finally get up for it. Yeah, you go Zach. I was sitting here trying to put in like the ideal lineup combination in my head for Zach. I think for his sake, he he has to hope that David Montgomery is out this week because if Make he does, Khalil Herbert's a home run hit, mm-hmm. and I think that really gives him a chance if you can bench Traylon Burks and put in um, – Khalil Herbert. I think Burks is really on the come up, but he's just not there yet. He's not done cooking. Um, all that being said, I talked to Aaron before this. I'm officially downgrading all Broncos in my head. The first three weeks, I was like, oh, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, offense. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be good. When, I mean, Aaron just said it, the only team that has not scored 20 points in a game after three weeks, they are officially getting downgraded in my mind. I'm talking like Justin Field, Chicago Bears, 18 pass Gross. attempts kind of downgrade. Like, these guys aren't getting anything going. Javante Williams, maybe. So the fact that they're that downgraded, I think uh, outside of tight end, um, you know, Stretch has people that you know are going to perform in every single position. Zach has a lot of question marks over there, including those Broncos guys. So I'm taking Stretch to move to 3-1, and one, and uh, Zach continues his downward spiral of glory because somebody has his first-round pick. and you would love for that to be as high as possible that's right (laughs) yeah the only thing i have to add really is the Traylon burks flex play i think that feels just real forced Mm -hmm. Uh, i i gotta think that even if david montgomery is active he'll play him honestly like i would even think about playing khalil if david was active over Traylon burks i Mm -hmm. mean he, he just hasn't shown any sort of consistency Man, wouldn't you rather have Drake London there? I'm just going to rub that one in <laughs> until the cows come home because yeah. that is an awful pick. Yeah, and then uh, just outside of that, I just think Stretch has way too much firepower at the QB position. Kyler yeah. Murray as opposed to Derek Carr. You. It just sounds like <laughs> Kyler Murray's going to Derek Carr just have way too many points. Yeah. Is the is the open beta over? Modern Warfare Two open beta over? I think so. All right. I think he's back on. Kyler's the, back, baby. In his winning ways. All right. Well, you have it. Two for Stretch. One for Zach. Let's go, Zach. Get off the couch. Come on, man. All right. There we go. But now we're going to move on to another 0-3 v. 2-1 matchup. And, of course, I'm talking about Don and Team Don Perignon coming into this one looking for his first win. Coming up against Hayden. He's lurking around, and he's at 2-1 and one, looking to move on to 3-1. and one. And in this matchup, Sleeper has Hayden with a 54% chance of victory over Don as of this recording. And let me start off real quick with our our weekly advice (laughs) to Don about his lineup. All right, here we go. I'm going to feed you some lineup (laughs) advice, Don. You ready? Put Chris Olave in your lineup over Juju. I would, yeah, yeah. Put Tony Pollard in your lineup in there. He's going to find a spot, in my opinion. Yeah. 
that's also another one you could pivot to, but especially Chris Olave. Juju, in my opinion, should never be a starter for you. I feel like he should always be on your bench. He should be a guy that you play during bye weeks when you absolutely need a guy to plug in at the most. I, I count six people I would start over Juju on his bench. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's just because he doesn't log in and tinker with his lineup, but get Olave in there. Because Olave this season has the most air yards among rookie wide receivers. You are popping off this episode, Aaron. You're going. He's, he's doing. He's doing well. Did you have the day off because your surgery was canceled? I did not. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just, I was just thinking. You know, I was like, maybe I'll put the puzzle pieces together. I say. And so, with that big playability and Jameis Winston throwing the ball down the field, I got to think that Olave will continue to perform. Marquise Brown coming off a big week and now getting the Panthers. It's a pretty nice matchup. Higby, pretty consistent. I expect Miles Sanders to bounce back. And Cooks does get the vulnerable Charger secondary that isn't as good as we all thought. For Hayden, oh, man, I just can't get past these RBs in your lineup, dude. They are they're ugly. Um, pretty much all, all that needs to be said. You thought with that trade with Zach that you'd be able to start you know, Cam Akers and Travis Etienne, they're not even in your lineup. Yeah, neither of them. Devin Singletary and J.D. McKissick are starting for you. That's just not a great feeling to look at. Uh, Another big question mark, is James Conner healthy? We talked about it previously in, you know, in the pod um, in the past, and I just think he's going to have a tough time staying healthy. He gets banged up pretty consistently, and it caps his ceiling. Um. Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, they have tough matchups. I expect them to perform despite that, though. Mahomes at Tampa might also be tough sledding. So I think given all of those factors and just all of the matchups I'm seeing with Don and assuming he tinkers his lineup the way we think he should, I think uh, Don wins this one. But it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. The Torch. Torch. Yeah, maybe the Dorch. Dorchy, Dorchy, Dorch. Maybe play the Dorch. Put the Dorch in, you coward. Come on. (laughs) Do it. Um, actually, after your explanation, I had Hayden. I literally just switched in the show, Doc. I'm going, Don, put Chris Olave in your lineup. Please, dear God, put Chris Olave in your lineup. Um, and then I just, yeah, I think I initially went with Hayden because of that Waddle Cup. I just think those two combined are just miles ahead of anybody else in this matchup. Um, but I think the rest of his lineup might struggle compared to Don's um, when you take that into account. So... Um, you know, Waddle's looking a little banged up. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's t- currently questionable, but I'm sure he'll be fine. And, you know, Cooper Cup, the Niners, you know, not the easiest matchup in the world, but something, I mean, he's Cooper Cup. He'll go off against anybody. Um, but I'm really watching, I think Pat Mahomes needs to have a big game. And against that Buccaneers defense, you know, he put up, what, like 18 last week against the Colts or something like that? He struggled. Yeah, and Tampa Bay is a better defense than the Colts, that's for sure. So, um yeah, I can see him struggling there, and Aaron Rodgers. Can, I, I can see pick apart a Mac Jones-less Patriots team. Not saying Mac Jones plays defense, but still. So I'm actually I'm going Don. I'm going to go Don. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Hayden on this one because I trust him as a owner more than Don at the moment. Um, the one thing I want to see from Hayden is the shift away from his Buccaneers defense. You never want to start your quarterback against your defense. Against the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. So, like, just feels like, you know, you you got conflicting interests there. He's got another defense on the bench, so likely to see that slot in. But 
that's a piece there. And then I, I just think that right now I'm going to you know, pick against Don for the foreseeable future until he starts to make these lineup decisions on his own um, and is more, more proactive about it. So I'm, I'm taking Hayden there. There you go. Two for the underdog, Don. One for Hayden. I'm riding solo this week say, so those, far. Are, those are some ballsy choices there. We're going to move on to our next matchup. We have Aaron and Let Russ Cook at two and one. Looking to mix up some ground on Anthony in that Chipotle division. And he's going up against what he considered, not me, a bye week. And Clayton <laughs> at one and two. I mean, the last time somebody referenced Clayton as a bye week, they tripped up. Stupid idiot. Yeah, and Aaron, you know, by week one against Don went pretty well. I mean, you won the game. It was a little closer than you might have liked. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have had I to, was you know, sweating a little bit. You know, warm up the bus a little bit and be like, all right, guys, we might have to go play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now you've got a 62% chance of victory over Clayton. Biggest uh, of the week. You know, we talked about Clayton had a good week last week, put up a solid, what was it, like 118, uh, something like that. I don't see you having any trouble passing over that. A uh, couple lineup things to talk about here. Uh, we foreshadowed it earlier. Trevor Lawrence at Philadelphia. Ooh, that does not feel good. Like, like is that cement or yeah, like? I mean, don't be wrong. Hey, Trevor Lawrence looks good. Agreed. Agreed. But Trevor the matchup looks is good. maybe. Yeah, Eagles defense. Yeah, is I mean a that air always looks good. So I, ex- I mean, I can explain that just a little bit. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins against. New Orleans, in London, London, London <laughs> which the Ballers made a good point in their episode. They it kind of feels like a primetime game. <laughs> I don't trust Kirk Cousins in primetime matchups, and New Orleans is just so difficult. That used to be like a like a funny like jab, like oh Kirk Cousins in primetime. Like, uh-huh. The stats it's actually sad. back it up. Yeah, like he sucks for real. <laughs> and I just yeah, I I know he just against the cupcake teams does really well, but he just scares me this week. And then Russell Wilson, ah, what a fall. I three weeks ago you're like, oh my god, he's gonna put uh-huh. up forty against the Raiders. Yeah. It's a great matchup, but I don't know what to expect out of this offense. Like like I said, some of the statistics I brought out earlier, they just scare the hell out of me. But you have one more quarterback option. <laughs> the fab Carson Wentz. Okay. Twenty two fab. <laughs> when I was in absolute panic mode before Trevor Lawrence said, Not so fast. Did we could. Yeah. So Granted, yeah, the other options aren't super sexy this week. If it were me, I'd probably play Kirk Cousins. My counter argument would be the game starts at 9.30 in the morning. There's not going to be a whole lot of people watching that game. So, you know, we got we got church to go to. We got Sunday morning things That's to wrap true. up. So, Jeez like, stick. it may, might feel like it's prime time because it's different. But also, he knows that all of his friends in Minnesota and everything, they're, they're not watching the game. So, like, he's got no pressure on his back. So... I personally would probably do that just because I think at Philly is a tough, tough task. Running backs have a couple of nice matchups. Najee at home versus the Jets. Eckler, can they get back on track against Houston? Uh, A lot of eyes on Eckler. And then Higgins versus Miami. That's a game I haven't really mentioned yet, but Bengals, Dolphins tomorrow night. I don't want to sound like a you know a homer and just a a, a fan guy here you know a fanboy fanboy but, but i think the bengal's have a chance to kind of give it to the dolphins a little bit coming off a big high emotion division rival game their defense had to play 90 plays in that heat where everybody was cramping left and right short week two is 
air quotes, back slash ankle. like a mother. Yeah. <laughs> God. Still seeing stars. Oh, my God. That was so that was scary. scary. Yeah, Watching no. him, like, wobble. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, if you are if you got a vertebrae out of place, your back will make you do that. Yeah, but otherwise, that's, it's, that's, it's, not that's okay. a head injury right there, my guy. Um, and then I think I would love nothing more than to see Eli Apple just shut down Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's been calling him out left and right. Eli Apple did take care of business against Hill twice last year. Bengals beat the Chiefs twice just for everyone at home who forgot. So I would love to see that guy get shut down. Devontae Adams, you talked about it earlier. Matt Collins is the new wide receiver one. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. Um, Sorry, Darren Waller. Sorry, Renfro. Move over. Pat Sertain is top three corner in the league right now. He's a stud. I see him kind of shadowing Devontae, so that's going to be a tough week. Uh, you're just kind of hoping that he keeps that touchdown streak going, gets you to the 10 points. If Amon Ross St. Brown can't go... Yeah, he's not looking great. You've got a couple of pivot options. Deontay Johnson, again, versus the Jets is just a good play this year so far. Um, but what are the chances we might see like a like a two-tight ender out there? You know, it, you did it last year a couple times. You got some solid tight ends, but... That second flex spot's the only one I've got eyes on for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going Aaron. I mean, you. I think you just. Oh, if it wasn't obvious with my. I'm about to say. Analysis, yeah. I think you just tried to like touch, post some holes. I didn't touch Clayton's team. Uh, yeah. I'll just like sky high right now. The the Browns defense is bad, so Drake London could have a good game. Th- there you go. <laughs> I literally heard crickets outside. I was like, "Yeah, okay." I just, I, I don't think Clayton's guys have a good week, and McCaffrey's on the injury report. Um, so you know, yeah, I mean, if anything for Clayton, Burrow and Drake London, a lot of good matchups uh, on his uh, on his roster. I mean, the Colts have just been getting eaten up by tight ends the first three games. So um, you know, Austin Hooper maybe, but yeah, Aaron. Similar to last week, you know, I think Clayton might put up a respectable amount, but. Whenever you're taking on these Titans of the league, you need that nitrous to get you to that 130, 140. And I don't think Clayton has it. So the only the last remark about my matchup, I'll say, I do like the fact that if I do go with Trevor Lawrence, I have the Eagles defense. So if Trevor Lawrence does amazing and gets a 30 plus and the Eagles get like, you know, five or less points, whatever. But if Trevor Lawrence really sucks and the Eagles defense pops off again, Kind of evens out. So kind of going against what I was just saying on Hayden's team, <laughs> yeah. You know, but but two two different scenarios, right? You're on a bye week yeah, this he, week, he so that's away with that's it, the yeah. safe one. Whereas Hayden is in a close Needs one, to trying perform. to oh, yeah. trying to you know put the you know the stomping boot on Zach's throat. So I, I think if I'm going up against a a you or Don's or Steven or somebody who's higher powered, and I just needed to secure points, I, I probably do play Kirk, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, baby. I can see that. All right, Let, let's uh, let's dance. That's dance. right. Let's dance. Dance now. Dance, baby. Dance. All right, that is a clean sweep for Aaron against Clayton. We'll see how that one turns out. We're gonna move on to our second to last matchup, and uh, this is an interesting one. I, I debated this one or the last one, but I feel like the last one is obviously gonna be the matchup to watch. But this one definitely have you know maybe a side eye to this one. We have your boy Chris and Team Fairlife at two and one taking on point score in the league but one and two steven and mount passmore and this matchup in sleeper is dead even on percentage 50 this is our second 50 50 of the week probability between chris and steven on who will win and starting with steven i think there's just some juicy matches we have to highlight 
Justin Herbert versus the Texans. Oof. Nick Chubb versus the Falcons. No, have mercy. Kareem Hunt game. And Stephon Diggs <laughs> versus the booty Baltimore secondary. Bills wide receiver two. So all of those are very hot, and I think there's some big point totals to be had between those three. I think Fournette has a big bounce-back game to keep pace with the high-scoring KC offense. And James Robinson, big old surprise this year, and he's doubling down this week with also starting Christian Kirk. So he is fully on board with that Jaguars offense. Let's go, Jags. I like Let's go, Jags. I like the confidence there. However, the Eagles will be the toughest test yet, and they're on the road. It's really tough to play at Lincoln Financial. No matter what team it is, no matter what year it is, no matter how good or bad the Eagles are. For Chris, I think it starts with the Stallion as always who, against who, who? Baltimore. Absolute nut. The stallion, the stallion, big old nut. Big old nut. Big old nut. Stallion, the stallion, the stallion. (laughs) As we stall to find the drop. Saquon, I think he should eat again against Duh Bears. That is uh that is uh PPR running back one, Saquon Barkley to you. Thank you. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks really, really good. Um, we've already, I think, maybe touched on it a little bit, but I think one question for Chris is do you consider benching DJ Moore? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm considering it. I'm considering it. Yeah. But I'm never going to forgive myself whenever he goes for freaking 6, 1, 10, and 2 on my bench. <laughs> and that's and it's inevitable. I feel like he's Tyler Lockett sometimes in that regard. Kind of. You know? Yeah. Just better. Yeah. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Davis, I think he bounces back. I think he's healthy now. He wasn't um, 100% last points, week. Points, yeah. points. And Michael Pittman, I think he's just going to do his thing, man. Pity city, baby. Rashad Penny against Detroit. I think that's sneaky this week. I like I it. really do. I like it. I really do. Um, I think we've seen in the past what the likes of Dalvin Cook and other running backs have done to Detroit. And even last week, Dalvin Cook did well before his injury. Naeem Hines is absolutely gross. I mean, just anytime you got to play Naeem. He's on my bench. Oh, he was in your starting lineup. Oh, I think he was, yeah. At the time I did this. I did some I did some finagling. But yes, okay. he is well, gross. Great. That he is, is a, gross. <laughs> that is a plus for Chris. I have to go look and who did you replace him with? Ramondre Stevenson probably. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I think we talked about that before the episode started. With Axel Hoyer handing him the yeah. ball. That's right. So Ramon- the rock, okay. please. Ramondre, that's an upgrade, but still yeah. I think is a weak point. Um and then the Bengals D against Miami. I mean, Tim brought up a good point that they are on a short week and dropped all of. The, oh, did he drop them? Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah. They they on the waiver wire. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I I put my notes in a couple. Of days <laughs> ago, so. I was about to say he was on it. Sorry about that. <laughs> on it. Okay. Can't so wait who, to put so, my notes in. So who's your D now? Giants defense. Giants defense okay. against Chicago. First the Bears. Still don't like them, but that's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, point being, I think that Steven's matchups are just slightly better. I think they're pretty juicy, especially with some of his heavy hitting uh, guys that can have some higher outputs. I think he should, you know, glide to a victory, but I, what I will say will be a close matchup. I don't think he's going to blow you out by any means. I think Steven wins by, we'll call it less than eight points. All right. Tim, who you got? Man, I I'm sitting here, you know, I put in my pickums earlier. I really wanted to pick you, Chris. I still really want to pick you. I can't. And so I'm picking Steven. <laughs> I can't. Stephon inside. Diggs and, and A.J. Brown. 
are are going to explode this week. Granted, you've got a couple of good matchups with Barkley and Pittman. Herbert's the big question mark, in my opinion. If Herbert can put up 20, I think Steven will take you. But there's a chance Her- Herbert looked awful. He looked hurt. The guys are banged up. The offensive line is in shambles. Yep. The center's out indefinitely. The left tackle's out for the season. Rashawn Slater's out. Yeah, torn bicep, out for the season. Lindsley's got a knee or an ankle going on that he's. they have not said a word on how long he's going to be out for. So the Chargers, talk about another team, how the mighty fall, just like Zach, from preseason expectations to the current state of the team. Are they one and two? Chargers? Fact they're one and two. They lost to the Chiefs and the Jags, and they beat the Raiders. Raiders. Yep. Yeah, they are one and two. Yeah, they just it does not. The vibes aren't great for the Chargers. So I, I, like I said, I really want to pick you. I really, really do. But well, you should because I'm going to win. I just I don't think so. And here's why: a Justin Herbert not putting over 20 points. That man is hurt. Houston has played better, not great, but better than most most people expected. But my biggest thing, and here's the bad thing about being a podcast host. Because he could change this once he listens to this. But I think people have way too much recency bias on that Jags offense. All right? You're really putting two flex spots, two Jaguars in your lineup. Yeah, they're playing well. Trevor Lawrence's look great. Yada, yada, yada. They played a bad Chargers offense or defense. You're now arguably going up against the best defense in football yeah, yeah. In, the, in, the, in the Eagles away from home. And you you expect that to to get it done? And am I saying they're going to flop? No, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like this is maybe a hot take, but I wouldn't be surprised if my flex outscores his flex. Like I just I think the Jags are really going to come back down to earth this week against the Eagles. Um, and I think you know the all the hoopla around the Jags might be kind of shrouding Stevens Stevens judgment a little bit. I think James Robinson's in there either way. But like that Christian Kirk play, I might be you know, going with the CEH over him. Bateman. I might be going with a Bateman, a Points. Michael Thomas if he plays, a Mike Williams if he plays. I just think that is a little ballsy going for a Jags guy against the top-ranked defense in the league. I think they're going to come crashing back down to earth. Fair. Um, all that being said, I, I do know that Steven's pop guys have a higher potential than my guys. Um my team has grit. I'm just no. Honestly, my team has Josh <laughs> Allen, and I think going up against Baltimore, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up another 35. That gives me a really good basis, you know. And I'm choosing me, and plus I got to mix up some grounds on the pick somehow. So that is what we're doing. We have one matchup remaining, and you know what that means? That was an aggressive one. We have the matchup to watch on the week, and of course, I'm talking about Tim. And the Mixon administration taking on an undefeated 3-0 Anthony and team uninspired youth. And I'm going to say it, that Anthony finally gets to play someone from the big leagues. All right? Let's check out his schedule yep. and what he's taken so far. A big win against Aaron week one. Big win. Aaron only put up 123, but a big win. And then he got a win over Don and Clayton. He's been feeding on that Chipotle division racking up the points in his defense, racking up that record. But, Anthony, it's time for you to play the big boys. What I mean by that is the freaking Cadoba division. And you get arguably one of the top teams from that division. And Tim and the Mixon administration coming your way. This is the third 
50 matchup of the week that Jeez. Sleeper Love it. Love it. has. We are no easy wins this week, baby, unless you're Aaron. No easy wins. And uh, Sleeper can't pick a winner, and quite frankly, neither can I. Because not only is this the game of the week, because it involves the final undefeated team and a really good team of Tim, but this can be a shootout, ladies and gentlemen. There are good matchups all over the board. I mean, you just start with the quarterbacks. Number one overall, Lamar Jackson, taking on a, a Buffalo defense that is good, but you got a score to keep up. And then you got Jalen Hurts taking on what is, I just you know kind of bashed on him earlier, but what is a pretty good Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And we all know that he is currently the number three quarterback overall, and he can certainly put up the points. Um, and you got just those matchups everywhere, right? Like you could argue right now that Cordero Patterson is the best running back. <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. In this matchup. Of course, uh, Tim has Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon. Um, Anthony has Cordero Patterson and Zeke in those running back spots. The receivers, I'd argue they're pretty even as well. JJ's hoping to break, it, uh, break out on Anthony's side. And then you have Jamar Chase as kind of the headliners there. You have a premier tight end matchup with Waller and Kelsey going together. But I think the flexes is where it gets interesting. Swift is out, or Swift is probably out. He's questionable right now. Yeah, he's so out. Tim sits him. So what's that mean? Jamal Williams? Oh, he's going to eat. He's going to feast. He's going to be the man. Good thing Tim isn't playing the guy who has – oh, he is playing Ooh. the guy that has Jamal Williams in Anthony. How the turn tables. Um, I think Jamal Williams is going to score a lot of points against the Seahawks defense. And quite frankly, that is what is swinging me in this matchup. If Aaron Jones, I mean, talk about a hot and cold player. He either puts up 30 or he puts up six. It's kind of wild. If Aaron Jones has another down week, which against the Patriots, I just don't feel great about that matchup. Um, I think Jamal Williams is really can be the difference in this game for Anthony. That is the nitrous that his team needed to play an actual team like Tim from the Cadoba division. I think he lucked out because not only is Jamal Williams going to up his roster, but I think DeAndre Swift going from Swift to Brandon Ayuk is a very big downgrade for Tim's roster. And I think that little switcheroo right there is enough to swing it. I am going with Anthony in this one to stay undefeated. I wish I could choose my Cadoba partner, you know, rep the conference. But um, I, I got to go, Anthony. I think that swift downgrade and in response, a Williams upgrade for Anthony is enough to swing the matchup. And I'm going with Anthony. I got Tim. Okay. I hear all. <laughs> I hear, okay. I hear everything you're saying. I think you make some very valid points. But I just think that we're a prisoner of the moment for some of Anthony's players. Or the Jacksonville Jaguars. that could be too let it go (laughs) but Jalen Hurts is going up against them and I think that he's not going to lose any sort of steam against that Jaguars defense yeah Lamar Jackson yes I would say he is the QB1 in fantasy football right now his toughest test yet against the Bills arguably their defense is legit and I think that they will scheme. They are really smart over there on that coaching staff. They will scheme around Jackson and contain him to probably his lowest rushing total yet. That's a big bet I'm making for that game. Um, I think it just it comes down to the running backs for me. 
I have more confidence on a week-to-week basis that JT and John and Joe Mixon will get it done over Cordero and Zeke Elliott. I think they're just more predictable, and I think the Colts will smarten up and give JT 30 carries against Tennessee because, quite frankly, they're going to need to, especially if he's healthy. I see he has a questionable tag. I think he'll be fine. He should play. And then the Bengals on Thursday night, I really agree with Tim's assessment about Miami. I was listening to some stuff this week about just the travel and the hurricane going on, and there's just a lot of noise happening to where I could just see every Bengal player just exploding, including Joe Burrow, including T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, just all of them, and just putting up a lot of points. And I think a sneaky play on Tim's end is DK against Detroit. Um, Now, that's a caveat. If Okuda does shadow DK all game, then maybe that would be slightly less than what I think he could get. But you also got to worry about Tyler Lockett, so does that open it up for DK? And I think just... Yeah, when you look at uh, Anthony's side, sure, Jefferson can bounce back. Sure, CD can do CD things, probably wide receiver two numbers. Kelsey has a tough matchup. Cooper, I think, is a bit of fool's gold. I just, I think, in my mind, you play your studs, and the studs should show up week in and week out. I like the consistency on Tim's end. I started by taking Anthony seeing Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, like the, the big names. I was like, oh, gosh. like Oh, God. <laughs> like like he's, he's a hot team. The players are all hot right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I think, you know, starting two and two is going to be a come down, but it's, it's whatever, you know, everything's going to be fine. I'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> I am talking, I'm talking myself into picking me. I'm picking me. Oh, wow. And so it's worked in the past when I've done this before, but I'm going to cheer on three cornerbacks so hard this week. And that's going to be Marshawn Lattimore. Please shut down Justin Jefferson. Um, that's going to be A.J. Terrell. Please shut down Amari Cooper because he's the only player on the Browns offense. You better be hey, guarding man. him every single play. You're going to yeah, shadow yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Don't even talk to me. If he, if he doesn't, yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> got to happen. And then... Jalen Ramsey, please follow Debo Samuel around so that Brandon Ayuk can get loose over the middle of the field and get me some points. So three cornerbacks. I'm going to get like a hat that says I heart CBs or something. I heart quarterbacks. (laughs) So uh, I did it. I talked myself into picking me. All right. Well, there you have it. I think you guys are sleeping on Jamal Williams, man. If I'm doing like a daily lineup, he is in all of my lineups. He's a good play. I will say Seattle's a juicy matchup. But I think that he's got to score one to two touchdowns to eclipse I, twenty points. I think that I think that game's sneaky a, a dud of the week, like fourteen to ten final, because with no Amon Ra, no DeAndre Swift, the, the, like the Lions have been a high flying, powerful offense. Without their top two offensive players, potentially, they're going to take a big step back. Yeah, Seattle's defense isn't great, but like the Lions' offense is going to be down a couple notches. T.J. Hawkinson. Sure. Yeah. Hawk bomb. So, a know, hawk bomb I, I wouldn't be surprised like a to loogie. see it. like a hawk. <laughs> hawk bomb. Seventeen, <laughs> thirteen. Like I, I don't think the Lions are going to put up their weekly thirty points. So I, I just think it's more low scoring. Over under fifteen and a half points for Jamal Williams this week. Under. I'd take that over. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half fantasy under. points. I'm going to go under. Shake on it, boys. Double bet. You guys are going to be idiots. 
Bet. Not only are you bet. betting on the wrong team, but you just bet on the wrong player. Anthony's going to win this matchup. Anthony's going to win this one. I believe in you, sir, even though it's nasty. I'm picking the Chipotle division. All right. Well, there you have it. That is your week four preview. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your picks. And let us know where you think we messed up and where we're idiots. Because I'm sure there's more than one. Let's sign out of here. Broncos country. Let's ride. See how fast I can get through this. As always, you can uh, get to uh, www.thisleaguepod.com. You can keep us all there. As always, make sure to comment, subscribe, share, rate, and as always, just smack the like Crash, button. Stop, Do stop, it a. By the way, over. all our Florida friends out there, stay safe because I was getting ready yeah. to be like drop a hurricane on that no. like button. But that's my Don't do that. that's ill-timed. Might be too soon. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, stay safe out there for real though. Just click it. You, you could just click the like button. You could do that. All right, boys. Um, am I forgetting anything? Are we good? Nah. We get ready to roll out of here. I, I, Everybody have a great day wherever you are. I don't think this theme got enough credit because Aaron's thing was so good. So I think we just sign out with some old hard knocks. What do you say? Yeah, sounds great. All right. I like signing out with that. I like it too. I'm excited for this Thursday night matchup. Tyree Kill, show it's up. It's going to be juicy. Show up, please, Tyreek. Let's go, Bengals. I am your host, Chris Mitchum. I'm out. Love you guys. Peace. Go, Bengals. Don't get it.